Nash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is David James Jr. David James Jr. is a fantastic keyboard player who plays with a band locally here in Toledo called Organized Chaos. David is also someone from my past personally, and when I talk about how I used to play with the Baptist Church back way back in the day, uh, before I went to California, David was one of the cats I met through the church. So I was very excited to reconnect with David. Uh, and we'll get to David here just in a moment. I am super excited about uh, Rain and Mystique's new album, rainandmystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. We have a new album coming out, me and my wife, and uh, we want y'all to uh, uh, experience in the, experience it in as many ways as possible. Uh, we just got the masters back. I'm super excited, and we're looking for a release date probably somewhere in the new year in January. We're waiting on a couple pieces of the puzzle to put it together, but I just wanted to uh, start talking about it and getting it in your brain for later. <laughs> you can go to wespeakenglishgood.net. We just rebuilt the site, so I please do go check it out. Um, it's still under construction, but it's mostly up and about. Um, it's wespeakenglishgood.net. is no longer the barren wasteland that it was. Me and Raina, mostly Raina, have been rebuilding it. So go check that out. I also have subscribers that I weren't I wasn't aware of, so I am going to send out a newsletter one day when I have time, I suppose, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> follow me on Instagram at We Speak English Good. You can also follow me um, on Facebook, We Speak English Good. Those accounts are connected, so it's basically the same stuff, but I also post more links on my Facebook one since you can post links. Um, also, you can write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show, how we're doing, and, and uh, well, you know, whatever. Just say hi. Who cares? Anyways, let's get to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David James. got a boy um we're recording right now oh okay i got a boy uh four years old he uh he's crazy but he's a boy you think he's gonna be musical since you know he you know what his first song he ever learned on the piano is um come on it's michael jackson it's um i can never i always want to call it thriller but it's not thriller it's dent dent it's not beat it dent Come on, this is ridiculous. Billy Jean. Billy Jean, yeah. Billy Jean. So, there you go. <laughs> so that's Michael Jackson is like his favorite artist. Ever. Oh, he's starting off right. Then. Oh yeah, he's he's on the right foot. He's on the right foot. He likes Bruno Mars. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
you know i mean starting just, piano too that's like just, the, the yeah, best thing well yeah so he's learning that and then i kind of taught him how to play mary had a little lamb okay and then he we didn't get all the way through it because he got frustrated he's four you know yeah. but then he went back and pounded it out himself so he might have an ear yeah oh man that's what i always get that's my biggest i don't want to call it jealous because i could have easily developed my ears but like uh-huh. one of the biggest things that that i see especially with uh musicians who come up in the church and yeah dave i'm with, i'm david james jr is that yeah is that how you yep. go by yeah that's fine <laughs> I, I, I guess we like, might as well start because you know we can just talk <laughs> well <laughs> we can just well talk no I, I mean it's a good leader because um one of the, one of the the benefits of coming up in the church is um, is that you have to have an ear. Yeah. It's not that you just like develop an ear because you're at church and you're playing with great musicians or uh, whatever level of musicianship, but it, it's that you're forced to. Mm-hmm. And and I was lucky enough to see how that worked when I played with Phil, who is a uh-huh. mutual friend of ours, and right. we've played together briefly. Yeah. You know, long Had a couple long of backyard time. concerts. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Right. And, um, and just seeing how Phil as like the MD would uh-huh. have to listen to whoever is up like a, a deacon uh, you start he just sings he just starts singing yeah. in whatever key and you, you see like oh there it is F sharp yeah. let's go <laughs> yeah. and then everybody has to transpose that song into that mm-hmm. so not only are you getting this like crazy comprehensive ear but like a crazy comprehensive like um, processing power of, of just being on the spot and right. having to uh, pick out a song transpose it to the key they're singing in mm-hmm. and, and have that all going on while you know I mean that's all just stuff going on in your brain and then you have to transfer it to your finger right yeah it's, a, it's uh it's a it's a gift because i mean yeah. it's a lot of people like of course like you stated before i grew up in the church and i've been playing since i started out young like your son like that four and five and my grandmother was a musician like she played the piano my mom plays a little bit so i pretty much my background i got my my music side from my um my mom's side and then on my dad's side he was a painter so like the artistic it's almost like the Kanye story a little bit (laughs) like the artistic side was from like my dad's side but um yeah I was four and five and my grandmother would come over and she'll play like chopsticks Mm -hmm. and like she'll sit me on her knee and she noticed that I was picking it up you know what I'm saying so she's like okay y'all might need to put him in some lessons like Mm -hmm. he got a a ear like start teaching so she started teaching me stuff, and then um, I stated I'm going to be going to California in a couple of weeks to visit my uncle. He plays also, but oh. he plays by ear, so he would give me, like, little tricks and show me, like, little basic chords and, and stuff like that. And you just, as more as you grow and more you listen to, you, your ear develop good. But another trick is, which I know because you're a musician, I know your son is going to have it, and because, like, your podcasts have so many variety of different people, like, you had, like, the... um the the teacher that do vocals and then you had like a rock and roll guy like i listened to a couple of them but um versatility like yeah. not just gospel and that's something that i had to learn when i got older like it made me a better musician because i start listening to r&b and hip-hop and then you know jazz like oscar peterson and um art tatum and stuff like that and you know classical and i'm just kind of blend them all into one so yeah. 
Yeah, which, it's kind of which is what like. I mean, because, like, to have gospel chops, like, yeah. you have jazz chops with that, you have yeah. R&B chops, you have yeah. blues chops with that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's a great starter, but, like, to kind of touch back on what you were saying, you kind of had to learn to uh, diversify yeah. as you got older. That's because, very important. Yeah. Because what happens is you start becoming uh, entrapped in this bubble, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden... And I've seen it before just playing around where, like, you'll have these amazing players who can play, like, uh, great R&B, gospel, whatever. But then, like, when you're just like, can I just get, like, a rock line or something yeah, like that? It gets it, stuck. It, it yeah. gets stuck. You get stuck yeah. and you want to make it, like, melodic and beautiful and, right. and, and like, you know, and... and and um, sometimes rock is not melodic or beautiful. Sometimes it's just loud yeah, and loud and hard. You know? Yeah, and, and that's cool. You know, it's cool for whatever you're doing. You know, like however that applies. But right, I, I've I've heard that a lot too from from guys who grow up in the church, where yeah. it's like you get stuck in that. So like, what were some of the like ways that you kind of had to break? I mean, it's like the comfortability. Conf- yeah, kind of- yeah. You know, like it would spread your wings a little bit more. What What was sort of the precipice that sort of started that? Um, like growing up in the church, um, what's kind of different is um, in black churches, when they find you a musician, you know, sometimes you get up to play and they'll change a song on the spot <laughs> or, you know, they're kind of like freestyle into a different song. So, you know, church is like real free. It's almost like jazz kind of, but it's it's more like um, put together. You know, mm-hmm. jazz is just free. You play anything on top of stuff, but church is, is almost the same thing, but then it's kind of balanced at the same time, if that makes sense. So, well, there's a structure there. Yeah. It's not just all improv and just, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you, there is, a, I mean, like, because you are following kind of like some kind of structure because you're following who's ever singing or talking or so. Right. So, I mean, long story short, so. Um, it, it, it don't have to be a, a short story. It could be uh-huh. long if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so starting in the church, you know, um, I get up to play and um, it's been a lot of times where I didn't know the song and I would have to kind of figure it out but because I started developing that ear at a young age um, the older I got the faster mm-hmm. or easier it can get so one thing I do now um, I should have said this earlier I used to take uh, piano lessons with this lady named uh, Joyce Rush and um, back in the day uh, her mate her uh maiden name was uh, Bird and um, she's the sister of Chris Bird which is like a well known gospel singer here in Toledo he got like albums and stuff out but I played for him a couple times too but um, Joyce kind of taught me when my grandmother said okay put him in some piano lessons and she was like a fresh teacher she had just came out of Bowling Green but she used me as like a guinea pig because she seen that my gift, I can catch on quick. Mm. Just like you were saying, your son, you can catch on quick. So she was like, okay, I'm going to teach him this and see how he respond. I'm going to teach him this. So she would teach me like my basic chords, my um, one, four, five, you know, my numbers and all that kind of stuff. I learned that at an early age and she was developing my ear too. So what she would have me do, she would say, okay, get up from the piano you know, turn around. I don't want you to look at me. And she'll play a major chord. And she'll say, okay, is this, what I'm playing is a major or minor. And I have to figure it out. Mm. Diminish, augment it, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
I learned that before I got to college, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it kind of trains you. But the thing that I wish I would have learned too, as well as the ear, I wish I would have learned the reading part. Yes. Because when I got to college, they would say, okay, I'll be in beginner's classes, but my ear will kick in and I can just figure out everything. <laughs> so they'll try to trick me and say, well, this song is Mary Had a Little Lamb and I want you to play it like this. And the teacher will show us, okay, the C chord, the F major, the G major, and I can play it before everybody else learn it because, you know, the ear developed. But um, that's something that I want to go back and kind of finish and learn the reading part. Uh-huh. The good thing is I can read chords. I know my all my chords. Yeah. And, charting and all that kind of stuff but like the melodies and the bass lines and yeah. trying to put it all together and one thing that inspired me was um oh man we was just talking about michael jackson the um quincy jones uh uh documentary on oh, the Netflix. new one quincy yeah. or is it called q i think it's called quincy quincy it yeah is. yeah that Amazing. man incredible yeah if you've seen it it was just like okay it's like it's time now <laughs> Like that doesn't inspire time. you to get yeah. off your butt and do something. I think that inspires every it's musician. Like, so that dude has just been like his hands have been in popular culture for yeah, generations yeah. since popular culture was like a real right <laughs> tangible thing, man. Like, oh my god, yeah, uh, incredible. And, and it, you're absolutely right. I, I felt inspired to do that. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've been telling people who are like, oh, how do you like being back here? Is it, you know, it's slower, blah, blah, blah. Uh, being back here, I don't have to hustle to get rent. Right. It's hard. Yeah. My time is not just a hustle for, for rent. It's uh-huh. now I have time to like sit down with my instrument. You can focus more. Yeah. Focus. It's like, I almost saw it as like almost being like, exile not exile but like almost imprisoned not that being in toledo is like being in prison but right. like but it's <laughs> in the sense that like you there's that phrase where uh you get your best reading done in prison or in jail yeah. it's an old saying from i think russia yeah. russian weirdos um but i'm probably completely wrong no one should listen to me <laughs> <laughs> um, but i see what you're saying though yeah yeah, uh, but I have more time to do it, and I have more time to look into it. So that that's what's been nice about being back musically. Yeah. Um, besides, but like we were talking earlier, like music is is more popular now. Like you know, back then, like yeah. you have to be really, really hot in order to be mm-hmm. popular. Like it's like a lot of like you know labels out here that's like not non major labels that got hits on the radios and yeah. you know it's and then our city is getting more musical too. And I think it's because we're so close to Detroit and like in between Chicago and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like when people stop through here, they like, okay, these, we got some cats down here that can play. Yeah, no, and yeah. for sure. And like, that's what's great about it too is like, I, I, I love that like the internet has provided this like yeah. way of communicating and like, so people can communicate that they have like a show here and a show there or yeah. it, I mean, that's not how I wanted to lead this, but that's fine. Um, but yeah just over the years how Toledo has kind of come up and now people can actually work and like and there are more talent here and I think I was bringing up the internet because the internet kind of facilitated this way I I mean how many times have you watched a YouTube video when you're like when you're trying to learn something you know on the piano do you do that a lot do you learn with YouTube I do it now just started doing that but Ah. like over a couple years Yeah. but um, I was one of those guys 
my one of my friends, um, his name is uh, Lewis Newsom, okay. and he's from here. He's a drummer, and they call him Sticks, and he plays like all over Atlanta now, like oh, jazz, all kinds of stuff. He introduced me to YouTube. Maybe it had to be like early two thousands. Like yeah. I didn't even know anything about it, and he was like, "You don't know nothing about YouTube." <laughs> so before that, learning, yeah. I would have to use my ear, play yeah. a tape. Yeah. Or listen to a CD, learn it, stop trying to. It's kind of like okay, you've seen um, you've seen Purple Rain, right? Mm -hmm. And you know how he would play the um, what song was he doing? I think it was called Purple Rain when he was playing the tape. He is stopping and playing on the piano. Okay, that's basically how yeah. people that has ears have to learn. So right, right. You just rewind, yeah. rewind, rewind. But now, yeah, musicians like our kids, like my my, I have two girls, Karis. And Carrington, and they're musical too. Like, oh, awesome. but um, nowadays, like I see a lot of younger musicians, especially coming out of the church now, because they get it both ways. That I can teach them, but then they can go home and learn it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They develop their ear faster, but then they're just like next level. Yeah, like everybody that's like musicians, like under thirties and like twenty five now, it's just like mind-blowing like well, man, they have so access dumb. they have access yeah. to like the best players in the world yeah who just put like their lessons online for free yeah which is awesome yeah. and so you got a whole new generation of just like these just super talented super musicians who right. are just like blowing the lid off things and and toledo is not toledo has yeah we have developed. the internet too yeah it, then so, you got like like apps like musician and stuff now yeah, too that teach yeah. you the basics. Who teaches you stuff? Yeah, because I'm trying to learn guitar now too, so oh, I'm trying yeah. to. The guitar into. is always like it's so weird coming from the piano to the guitar because it's completely different. Yeah, and like it's not laid out in front of you like the mm -hmm. piano is. Right. Like everything is just nicely laid out and mm -hmm. in the same pattern going up and down. It's same kind of same thing with the guitar, but like everything was it going fourth or fifth? But it, you're just like making these weird shapes, Fingers, and, yeah, like, and like you know, you're. It's not just laid out in front of you. It's all like in, in uh, it's entangled in this like web of dots. And okay. Like no dots. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. It, Trying to figure it, it out. Was, yeah. It's, it was. It's 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 a hard instrument. Yeah. But it's like the hardest instrument to learn. Well, one of them, but like the easiest to abuse. Cause uh -huh. like any any jerk with a guitar can just be like, oh, I'm singing and playing chords now, and like, yeah. and which I I shouldn't talk bad about other musicians. <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't talking about anybody specifically, but right. you know how that goes. You you know what I'm talking about. That guy yeah. who's just sitting there singing terribly and playing guitar and just yeah. not not to dissuade anybody from getting better, but like just those guys who like think they're cool because they're doing that. Right. Anyways. Right. <laughs> Anyway, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how Toledo does have this like um, this burgeoning music scene, and I, I feel like artists and um, I feel like more artists are going to start coming to this region. Oh yeah, just because like you got the coast, like we we're saying, like yeah. the West Coast is too mm -hmm. expensive. East Coast is too expensive. Yeah. Even Michigan is getting expensive to live. The property yeah. taxes are higher. You go up there and the gas is probably like, yeah. what, 30 to 40 cents higher? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Toledo is a great hub for We're like that midway. 
yeah. city, you know, like in the middle of great it's things. It's cheap so. enough where you could live and be an artist, mm-hmm. but like it's it's it, like the proximity is good enough to where you can go to other cities and yeah. grow within those cities. And I like the fact that they're bringing concerts back here now. Like yeah. they just started like with the renovation of the Huntington centers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like. I mean, like Janet Jackson been coming and, you know, country music's been Mm -hmm. getting popular here now. So, yeah, like downtown has been like a change. Yeah. It's crazy downtown, like on the weekends. It's great. It's great. It's great to see life instead of like decrepit decaying buildings right (laughs) no like yeah they starting to fix them up and stuff now yeah is coming so that what, what we got a good up? nightlife i said business businesses oh are businesses starting. are yeah. coming up. i thought you i thought you said a casino was coming i was like another oh, one yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you worked that casino we played there a couple times yeah, uh, it, i'm it, in the cover band um, or, go ahead Organ- called organized chaos and um we played at um uh cock and bull last this past saturday um i was trying to check on my phone like to see where we're gonna be at next um Basically, we just been staying busy. Like we're we're playing almost like every weekend. That's good. Which is good because like like we were saying, like music is starting to, you know, come alive. We're at um, table forty four, December eighth. Okay, this probably won't come out until after that. Okay. So like I and would, then, if you have anything like December, like like sixteenth and after that, probably. Oh, well, on the fifteenth. Okay. We're gonna be in Columbus. <laughs> I won't make Organi- that because yeah. organized chaos. We're going to Hollywood Casino in Columbus. Is oh, what you, okay. and then um, on the twenty second, December twenty second, we're at um, Andy Sports Bar and Grill, which is a uh, outdoor. It's like the old bunkers. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, no, it's man. been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it I'm was still the old learning. bunkers, but um, some people would know about that. But um, yeah, like that's the last show for the year, I and mean, we got some stuff in January too. But yeah, December twenty second is supposed to be like a naughty or nice christmas party uh, so, so you yeah. got a little organized chaos yeah. to keep the party going and we're, we're called that because um I, if you ever come to our show like you have to probably check us out one of these days but um I, i'm gonna i know i yeah. do after seeing that video by the way that was awesome you you have all these songs and then all of a sudden journey yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> like yeah. beyonce journey <laughs> yeah so we're we're, like, we're organized chaos so awesome and part of our name is because you know we're most well pretty much all the musicians that play came out of church so yeah. a lot of us play by you ear. i mean you could just see it in the way yeah. they all play and like the way you guys all perform you can just see that you guys we all like, played with each other mm-hmm. for a long time and we all played with each other in church in the younger days and stuff and me and the drummer, well, the drummer is like the manager of the band, and um, we were in high school band together. And oh, we nice. went to Scott, and if you know Toledo, Scott High School was known for their bands, but... Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so Organized Chaos, a lot of people love us because you'll see us, and because, you know, I hate to say because we're black, but because we're African-American, <laughs> you think you're just going to get hip-hop and R&B, mm-hmm. so then we'll hit you with something like Journey, or we'll take it back and do Jackson 5, I Want You Back. And, you know, uh, we do like a you variety. You Jack- Dragons, too. Yeah. Um, was, yeah. Whatever that song. We I do can't. some Bruno Mars. We do like a variety of stuff. And people love us because they, they hear us play and they be like, these young kids just played Journey and like just really killed this song. Yeah. This is not I, I. Yeah, so... 
they love us like well, well you know it was funny is because you, you even mentioned uh you're like because because we're black because yeah. african-american they don't expect journey to come out yeah and that's the same exact reason like if i if i deconstruct it that's the same exact reason why i was like oh heck yeah, yeah. that was cool yeah because, but i mean like you were playing beyonce and i can't remember all this stuff yeah. primarily black artists you're covering and then all of a sudden you hit them with the journey yeah. which is I mean, that's brilliant. And that really. song, and <laughs> it's, it's certain songs that's like, I call them like bar hits. Yeah. Because um, we were, we started out, when we first started, um, we did a competition at Bar 145. Oh, nice. And um, we were nice, and we were different. We was playing like the journeys and all that kind of stuff, and long story short, we ended up losing the competition, but it kind of sparked us because a lot of people was like, okay, we want them to play at Table 44 or we need them at Blarney's or Cock and Bull and all these other places. And when you experience us, we put on the show too. Like, we have the smoke come up and the lights and all that. And um, it's funny because uh, it's kind of catch you off guard. Like, mm. you'll be listening and you'll just be like, wow, like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's organized chaos. So, hey, man. Yeah. And it works. It yeah, works. it definitely. You, know, you works. could definitely see the crowd is like just all in. Yeah, but what I was about to say about bar hits. Please. Anytime we play Journey, the whole bar goes crazy. <laughs> it's a meltdown. We have like we have like three or four songs where we'll play. It's like a lot of we do a lot of '90s stuff too. Uh -huh. We'll do like uh like Bobby Brown yeah. and uh, we we cover like a, a like a a whole crazy like we just go from everywhere and um. When we do the journey and when we do like um, uh, Montel Jordan, yeah, that, we do. That's uh, that one of them, yeah. That just sort of stuff, lights the yeah, place up, yeah. Um, but that's kind of like the thing, like Bruno stuff too. We oh, do yeah. uh, um, Uptown Funk, you up, mm. you know that'll go crazy, and we do his newer stuff too. But um, yeah, people just have to come see us. Like they'll just be like, they just love it. They'd be like, wow, because we cover like. More than just hip hop, we just cover like rock and roll. We do um, it's another one um, um, locked out of heaven. Oh, when we do that. Bruno, oh yeah. man, and that's just a, and that's a good song too, man. Yeah. Just, I like Bruno Mars Bruno, a lot. Yeah, I, he's he's killing it. He's killing it. So we try to do a lot of the pop songs that's popular yeah. and a lot of the pop songs that was popular like a couple years ago. We yeah. do a lot of Michael Jackson stuff and you know different stuff like that too. But they love it. So when we go to casino. We have like an old set too, like where we can do like um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. and um, you know stuff like that. Stevie and we do Aretha Franklin, uh, Rocksteady, oh, do nice. some Stevie stuff like that. So like we a mixture from the old, new, like you know, they don't never we they never see it coming. Cause there's been times where we'll come to like casino or like if we go out of town, like a lot of out of town casinos, they will see us set never and they'd be like ah like they not about to play nothing and then. <laughs> We'll play something like uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they just be like, oh, okay, this band is pretty. <laughs> yeah, so I love it, man. I love playing every weekend, but it's fun. It's fun yeah. to see react reactions to the people. So Yeah, definitely. and also, not only are you playing cool songs that people know, but I, I think a lot of people are are probably impressed with the musicianship because yeah. just that video you show me like you can tell everybody in the band seasoned musicians yeah. who like have and, a and it's kind of one of those things where um we're kind of like um i really hate to say this i really hate this team <laughs> i'm a lebron fan so i love lebron james but our band is kind of like the warriors okay <laughs> like when one person get hot we all kind of like feed off each other uh -huh. so it's that kind of experience yeah 
And then um, the ladies that sing, they're awesome too. Yeah. Uh, their names is uh, Anitra Burton and Sasha Claiborne. And um, they're, they're just, yeah, it's just like one of those things you have to definitely like come and see us and you'll just be like, oh man, they put on the show. What's what's the show? I think, you know, because I, I, I just talked to Phil the other day and he was telling me about, I think you and he said again, I went out and friended him, but and also the Toledo music, uh, Musician yeah, Circle. That yeah. thing. Uh, but he sent me a flyer. It was it. It's like a tribute to Stevie Wonder. Was that what? Yeah, going that's on? one of the guys in my band. His name is uh, Robert Campbell, and um, he's putting that together. It's at this place. He goes called, by RC, right? Yeah, we oh. call him RC. He's a he's like one of those musicians. Play bass, drums, keys, like. He's one of those guys that touch anything and he's pretty talented. What so. was he playing in your band? He's playing a bass guitar. He's playing bass. Yeah. Okay. But um yeah, he's putting on this uh Stevie Wonder tribute. Um I don't know if I can pull it up. Let me see. But um anyway. It's in February, I think. Yeah, so no, that's gonna be pretty nice. What and what what is that place that you guys are playing at? Because Phil tried to explain it to me, but I don't Um, I don't know what it used to be called, but um it's these people that um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Ziegler Homes. They're like a um, MRDD place that um, you know people with mental issues and mm. all that kind of stuff. They kind of help with that kind of stuff and own the business. But um, long story short, they bought a building and they they um, basically using the building to try to do venues there, like a couple music stuff. It's um it's a music thing that's coming up where they're um, trying to shoot like a. Uh, um, a music video called Arrange, Arrange for Change and we used to like get money and we donate to like you know Christmas uh, stuff we donate to Christmas stuff and like charity stuff too but that's uh, the the place is called Charlie's Hall okay and it's uh, 5319 West Bancroft Street and um, the Arrange for Change thing is Sunday December 16th and this is a free show so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, Saturday, December 8th, they have a Christmas celebration. It's at the same place. And um, the Stevie Wonder, it's February 23rd, that's, 2019. That's the one I'm, I'm going to have to make a yeah. make an appearance at because that, that sounds awesome. And so, I'm, I'm going to try to play in that. I, I mean, if I'm not too busy, but I have to do it because I'm such a Stevie fan. Like, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Any keyboard player. <laughs> It's hard to get that, that. I met him one time at Stevie um, Wonder. Yeah, oh. I was in California. I was at the Nam show, oh. and I was young, and um, I didn't even know he was walking in. Like the Nam show was like a, uh, you know, like this big old thing that they have, and a lot of musicians come together and they get to test out like new instruments and stuff that's mm -hmm. about to come out. So some of your favorite, you know, musicians I seen um, Teddy Riley. I was playing on the keyboard and he tapped me and I turned around and he gave me his card and I lost it and I, oh. that's one of the things he was just like, <laughs> yeah. and Teddy is like known for all of that 90s stuff so yeah. like uh, Bobby Brown and uh, you know all that kind of stuff anyway I'm uh, I'm at the NAMM show so a lot of the, like the uh, the major musical stuff like Yamaha and Roland and um, Behringer and you know different um, brands they put on showcases to like showcase their new stuff and i guess stevie i don't know if he still is but he was endorsed by yamaha mm -hmm. so me loving yamaha i'm in like the yamaha part they had their own little building so i um i walk across there you play and motif I'm, 
Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, yeah. touching on the keyboards and stuff, and um, I just start hearing a lot of people screaming. So I'm like, well, what's going on? So I run <laughs> to the hallway. Stevie Wonder's walking in the hallway, like with his security. Like one of his dreads kind of like touched me and like hit me on the shoulder, almost fainted. Like, like one of those Michael Jackson uh, shows. Those like, girls who I'm do like, that. yeah, I'm no, like Stevie. So it's crazy, Stevie. Stevie gets up there, and um, they they you know help him get up because you know he's blind. So they <clears throat> they help him get up to the instrument. So he got up there and was like touching around the keyboard. Found a sound he liked was like hitting crazy chords. Lost my mind. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm screaming I like I would have been one of those girls. Girls, yeah, I would have been like one of those. I would have been like one of those girls at a Michael Jackson concert. Yeah, the the ones the, that faint and the shaking faint, all that. Pee yeah. their pants. And stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Well, who was it? It was something. I just saw like this documentary where they were talking about how, or maybe it was a movie. I don't know what it was. I just saw it the other day. But like back in the day, how like you know pop stars and, and still goes on. But like how pop stars would come in, like Elvis or the Beatles yeah. or or Jackson, whoever yeah. it is, and girls are going crazy. They're fainting, but they are actually peeing themselves, and 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 they're like. That's like an outer body experience. So they were talking about like the cleanup and like the smell of like teenagers (laughs) peeing on themselves, like expelling whatever out of their body. And I was like, that's awful. Music is crazy. (laughs) Music music is crazy. That'll make you just, you just. And Stevie put on a show too. I've never seen Stevie to that day. And, uh, he was just playing some of his hits and all that kind of yeah. stuff, playing on the keyboard. It was just him and a, a drummer, but the drummer was a blind guy too. Oh, nice. And um, they were playing, and then um, Steve was like, I want to play the drums. So he gets off, plays the drums, <laughs> then he gets back on the keyboard, and then um, he's about to leave, and they was like, what about the harmonica? Like, Stevie, you <laughs> pulls out his pocket and gets to blowing. Like, I'm just like, oh, I thought I was in heaven. What about the harmonica? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls it, pulls it out the pocket and just goes. I'm like, yeah. But, like, what kind of, like, man, like, he's just been doing it for so long, yeah. man. Have, have you ever uh, checked out the Motown studio up in Detroit before? I've never been there. That's one place I want to go. First time I, I went last summer last summer yeah we went up there and like i mean it's tiny yeah but like i mean it's crazy just being in that pre- in the presence of like Arm like hits. when you're in yeah. the studio i think they call it studio a or something and it's just like you can see like the, the um the the indentations where people are like dancing and moving their feet on mm-hmm. the floors like you know oh, like man. little stevie it, was man. down there just hitting that harmonica or yeah. like you know, Michael Jackson or oh, Smokey or whoever. You could just feel, like, the radiance and the yeah. glory that came out yeah. of there. <laughs> so, you were saying that your dad was a painter or yeah. artist? What? What? Did, how far did he take that? He took it pretty far. Like, he passed away um, in 2014. But, oh, um, so, I hear that, man. Yeah, he uh, he was talented. Like, my dad, he, um, he had his own business, painting business. He started out having his own business and... He would paint people houses, and he was so good that the house that he would paint, they would last like a long time. So, and he did so many of them. He he used to take us and we'd drive around neighborhoods, and he'd be like, "Look, I painted this house, and I did this house a couple of years ago, and it, and it looks good." And um, right before he died, he was working at UT, 
and he was a painter there so his job was like you know ut is the type of thing where every year they're building something new or yeah, ut yeah. and the hospital for some reason <laughs> hospitals and, and colleges here is just taking over the city pretty much <laughs> they're, like they're always they're in taking some everything. form of construction yeah. building something new spreading out pro yeah. medica is just like slowly taking over right. the, the city. so my dad's job was like say you wanted to come to school and you into construction or you want to be mm. painting and all that kind of stuff his job was say they build a new dorm like uh next week they'll have him go over there and he'll paint like mm. paint the rooms and stuff and he'll bring a team with him he'll bring like some students and just show them how to do it and all that kind of stuff and just loved his job he was just one of those guys that just loved to paint yeah. But he was also like he can draw and all that kind of stuff yeah. too. So. so what what did he do with his like art? Did he ever like go out and try to like make it as an artist, or was he very just practical? It's like I like to do it at home as a hobby. Like what was his? Pretty much, he just liked to do it at home and all that kind of stuff. But it's um, I think like the artistic genes that he have is in yeah. me because like 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 you know how we used to play back in the day. I can freestyle, you know what I'm saying, and all that kind of stuff, and just do different stuff, and it just comes from being free, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like you know, yeah, you're a natural, a natural, what, what you were, yeah. and then and then you develop that, yeah, which which is it's which is weird when you see people who are like a natural at something, and then like yeah. they don't develop that, or they're not allowed to, like yeah, um, like parents are against it or something, yeah. You know? I don't know. It seems like your parents were very. Yeah, we, they I were came very, from a very musical family. They're like, yeah, do that. So, is music all you do, or do you have like a day job? Too? Yeah, I actually work at uh, Lucas County Children's Services. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I, that's my real job, my real, real job. And then I do like music. I play at a church, and then I, um, I play in the cover band mm. on the weekends, and that's pretty much all I do. I mean, I'm I on the side, I, I'm. Um, making music for people i've been producing a lot those i started those to send you some you me, yeah they're they great i really liked um not unbreakable what was the second i, I don't know um, oh, um, um unconditional unconditional yeah unbreakable oh unconditional it just has like this like, like that vibe that's and it has that throwback yeah. vibe like that yeah. almost like 90s yeah. r&b or even 80s if you want to go back yeah and, and that's like with my music I try to be different too like yeah. I try to use all my gifts oh it sounds stuff. good it, do you mind if we play that yeah sure okay. you might as well. I'll edit it okay so we'll listen to uh, not unbreakable Un unconditional. <laughs> unconditional it's my friend his name uh, Shannon McIntyre he's the the artist that's singing on it but I produced the song and um, it's on uh, Apple Music and stuff too but uh, yeah okay well let's listen to it and then we'll come back and check okay
and we're back yeah no, no like it, the i love the throwback vibe of that song yeah it's just so it's, it's cool and the other one is kind of throwbacky too it's not yeah. um the other one is more like a real hip-hop yeah yeah it, no, I, yeah you're it, right man. never mind maybe it was the other the beat like because you just sent a beat too right the smooth yeah, groove. yeah, yeah I, I think that's one yeah the that first was, one's more like a very um very contemporary hip-hop yeah with the um with the t-pain's yeah. voice thing <laughs> yeah what is yeah. that called Come auto tone thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just was anyway. and it, you know what's crazy they hated t-pain for doing that but then now everybody almost all the rappers does it now so and, and like yeah. and like the acceptance of i mean because that originally was to f- voice correction it yeah. wasn't to like yeah. it wasn't to make it computer to, yeah. voice but it, it's uh, so I mean, just like how they've used it in research. I mean, it's kind of a genius thing yeah. how they kind of took something that was more of a, a tool to fix, you know, yeah. make make a singer sound like they're better than they are, right. yeah. <laughs> and turned it into something completely. Like that I love that. I love that yeah. innovation. It's creative, of that. yeah, yeah. And then you hate it, you hate it. If not, whatever. Yeah. But like you're hearing it all the time now. Yeah, it's, it's a part of the the whole yeah. malo mool what i don't know what i just tried to say there <laughs> we'll just skip past that okay yeah. so i wanted to ask you something i've okay. been just starting to ask it and it's and it's not very weird it's kind of weird but just go along with it, it you'll learn a little bit about yourself and okay. we can go from there i don't cool. actually i'm sorry i i skipped right over unconditional so yeah. tell me more about unconditional like the artists you're working with oh um I was working with with um, my good friend Shannon McIntyre, and uh, he was coming out with this album. And basically, uh, his album is called Levels. Um, I think it's Levels Three. I can't even remember, which is a shame. Well, and is this like a strip R and B album, or well, he used to sing R and B, and then he came out of the church and stuff, so he wanted to kind of go back to his roots which is that gospel uh-huh. but he didn't want it to sound gospel yeah. so he wanted to be more he called it like life changing uh-huh. which is like inspirational yeah kind yeah of. inspirational yeah. That, so like it's church but I not kinda, too much church I kind of like, got that vibe I kind of got that vibe it's like the message is yeah, church, yeah, yeah, but, yeah yeah a positive message but he wasn't trying to be too yeah exactly too, so yeah I get you he knew that I made beats and um he just called me one day and was just like yo send me some beats so i sent like a couple of them maybe like three or four and the ones we mentioned was some of the ones that was in it um and uh he heard that beat and he was just like oh man this is different like i love it and all that kind of stuff but what i do when i'm creating music i listen to somebody for like a week like prime example say you you will tell me like man i need a a track from you but i don't want to kind of sound like a stevie wonder mm-hmm. i'm listening to stevie like the yeah. whole week and then when i go to record like i try to have some of that come out of me so that particular one the unconditional would like the drums of i don't know if you're uh familiar um this is artist named ryan leslie uh-uh. oh man you gotta listen i'm gonna ryan <laughs> leslie um He's a producer, but then he started doing some of his his own music, and that's the kind of vibe that I was going to. Yeah. Cause like when you listen to his stuff, you'll understand. Like you'll hear it and you'll understand where I was trying to go with it. But Ryan yeah, just Leslie. something different. Yeah, Ryan Leslie. I'm gonna write this down because yeah. I will forget. Cause I'm yeah. great at forgetting. He's one of my favorite producers. He's pretty cool. But um, 
yeah just just i was listening to him and i kind of that vibe and i wanted like a drive kind of thing yeah and uh shannon did pretty good like he took the song and just you know went with it and um a lot of people like it they hear and just be like oh man that's the first thing they notice though it's like man this beat is pretty different but yeah it's kind of like um, um i know my wife was kind of was telling me like you know like back in the day when you go skating it kind of seemed like one of those yeah. tracks you put on in your rollerblade yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like one of those kind of vibes I like so, that. and that's yeah. a good it's a good way to like associate like a nostalgic memory with like a song it's just like remember when we used to go skating back in the day yeah. that's what this is that always helps. It's like yeah. a marketing thing too. Yeah. It's like yeah. putting an image with it to sort of create. Anyways, that that's, right. I like that though. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Okay, so actually, I'm gonna hold off for a second. So when you're going to create like a beat, besides listening to people, where do you usually start? Where you're gonna create a song for somebody or for yourself? Where where do you usually start? And I know, I know that it starts in many ways but what's the most common ways it sort of comes to you or how you get inspired? um it, if i'm working with an artist i kind of try to see what kind of sound they're looking for mm -hmm. like like um what's popular now is like um like the migos and like all mm -hmm. that kind of fast kind of rapping but the way you said that i can tell you're a big fan Amigos, nah. <laughs> just I don't know. I'm I'm more old school. You know, know when know. you're musicians, like know, you right. you appreciate real good music. Like, I'm not I would appreciate if I could understand what you're saying. Exactly. Amigos. I'm not saying like, the music is bad, but like you know, I just I'm a fan of like snarky puppy and like nice. you know stuff like that. Dude, like that was you know so yeah. So good. And who else? You know, it's the same guy who kind of they kind of throw him in that 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 circle um come on he just uh he's a piano player um god i follow him on instagram he's like the funniest dude he um robert glasper thank you yeah thank you yeah robert glasper. black radio music yeah i i don't know why i don't i don't know why they put well i mean because he has like that progressive jazz like that fusion thing. Kinda, yeah fusion yeah. thing going yeah. on so i guess that's why they kind of throw him in that but my god yeah do you follow him at all oh yeah he is I'm a huge fan, yeah. so funny yeah like just i love watching i like when he be trying to freestyle like when he gets <laughs> up and rap he'll try to rap because you know common do shows with him sometime and they have like a group called like august green is common and it's him and uh some other people and common is known for like getting up and just rapping the verse just out of nowhere yeah. so Robert tries to do the same thing. It'd be funny, but he'd be doing pretty good to me sometimes. Like it's hilarious, but he's cool though. Yeah, have you, did you see that video where he's talking about working with Lord Hill? Oh yeah, I see. I was that. like, like, and as he's saying it, like, it's so funny, like, because you watch it as he's saying, it, you know, he's saying something almost like blasphemous, you know? Yeah, because like, we don't see Lauren like that. <laughs> oh no, that, that kind of like changed me because I was no. such a yeah. I, okay, so I knew a, I knew a guy out in California who was playing guitar with Lauren too. Uh -huh. I never got a chance to talk to him. We were gonna do it right before I left town. Like oh, man. it was gonna be like I'm leaving town in my van and I'm yeah. gonna stop here to just have this just last have, conversation yeah. before I leave town. Oh, man. And he and it ended up just not happening. Yeah. Uh, but he, I, I ended up I played with him, so I got to talk to him about it. And like so before this is before I even saw that video. So like. I kind of knew this kind of stuff before yeah. because she is like, um, she is like, don't make eye contact. Oh like, man, she is I hate that. I and and it's really sad. And my wife, who is a 
huge Lauren Hill fan is just like she, the last time she saw her, like she wasn't mm-hmm. hitting her notes, and it was just oh, like, man. like this ego thing that kind of took to over, yeah. you know? And you like hate that, to see that. It's very sad because. It, that album right it's that yeah. album miseducation miseducation and, yeah. and even the unplugged was incredible too that yeah. unplugged album was we actually our uh, our cover band we do one of her songs we do killing me softly oh nice and that's her another version. one that the whole bar was oh, saying yeah. would just go crazy mm. over but that's just like i hate to because she's so talented you hate to see people mm. egos getting mm-hmm. away like that like it's a lot of artists that's like that but I like the humble ones, the ones that come on Instagram and goof around and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, like Robert, Robert, Robert Glassman. Cool, but, but then he'll sit there and he's just totally just like, I don't care. I'm telling it how it is. Like, yeah. she was terrible to work with. Like, oh man. <laughs> Everybody, write how much you hate me now and send it to my DM. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know how much shit he's taking? And, and I mean, and I, and I, and I don't want to come off as anyways i don't even know why i'm prefacing that but like but like my wife she's she's black Uh and so like she kind of almost saw it is like you're kind of like pulling down the black community by Uh talking about that as well yeah um because you know like and and i'm i i'm not trying to tiptoe around the subject at all but there is a like a black community thing where where it's like anything that's disparaging you know is only adding to like this already like bad view that people have outside of the community and 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 i'm not trying to like and i know i'm saying this in a really clumsy way Uh especially as someone i'm in the mexican (laughs) community so like i'm in a different one but like outsider looking in is like you know i can see where like disparaging it, you know, it, yeah. and this already like very wrong way that society looks at a ver- a specific race. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. True. I'm and not I'm not trying to make any like prophetic or like profound points here. I'm just trying. I yeah, was just I mean, I, I agree, and I agree with her. And you know, like a lot of times in our community, the black community, you have problems and stuff like with family. They tell you, okay, just keep it with the family. They don't mm-hmm. never want to discuss it but i think like discussing it is is starting to be good now like because mm-hmm. like you said this could have been going on for years and years and nobody know like i mean like i mean we all heard stories of her showing up late to concerts mm-hmm. and then getting mad maybe sing one song and leave yeah. and or just not even showing up like stuff like that like i think when you reach a level where you have fans that's just like crazy about you, right. you have influence. to walk different. Yeah. And influence. Yeah. And I think I think that's where that kind of discussion comes in. She has like this influence. Yeah. To to the to paint. she was like the voice of the woman yeah. for like a minute. Exactly. Like the rapper. Exactly. Like, like she was out of Fuji's. Like she was just like everybody was just like, oh yeah, Miss Education came yeah. out. They was just like It was over. Changed the world. Yeah. Right. And it was like this positive, very positive message and like, you know, it's Oh. I think the other thing is a lot of people hate to see like their hero go down. Yeah, like, oh dude. That's one thing I didn't like about the last Avengers. It's like, okay, y'all lost. I don't <laughs> like the movie. 
But you know they keep coming out, but a lot of people don't like to see the heroes go down. Right? So no, no, I for real. And, yeah. and that goes with any race or yeah. what religion, Anything, whatever it yeah. is. You don't want to see the person that you look up to yeah. be something. And you know, I made the mistake of reading the Miles Davis book uh-huh. because Miles Davis, the genius that he was, yeah. was also like an abhorrent asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, same thing with Bill Cosby. Uh, I mean, I hate to go there, but it's just like, oh man, I love the Cosby Show. He was like. Yeah. The hero dad and yes. to see him go through everything and is like, like and like the amount that he put into a show to paint black folks mm-hmm. in the most positive light yeah that to to give hope to everybody a, to like everybody to college and yeah no, to anybody who's yeah. in a position you know like where they're like feel hopeless right and that's every race that's every you know yeah. like there's hopelessness and everyness like the feeling of hopelessness yeah which so. can lead to yeah whatever but and then the like thing did, did you see the dave Chappelle stand-ups yeah the newest i'm ones? a fan of dave Chappelle. Oh, i yeah. love dave Chappelle. but like he can make a joke out of anything oh though. my god dave Chappelle can make a joke and his tv show of course was like yeah. one of the best it was that yeah. was the show yeah but like his whole bit when he's talking about like Bill Cosby and stuff, I mean, like that hits you hard because yeah. you're like, he did so much right. for the human race in general. Yeah. And then like to come and find out this, but and, and then but, like Facebook got like memes and videos <laughs> and all this stuff, crazy stuff now that's just oh, like it's it funny, makes it worse. But it's <laughs> yeah. like dang, you know, yeah, like, like Doctor Huxtable, you yeah, know, like right. he was an inspiration. And yeah. I mean, and my I grew up on his comedy. My dad uh-huh. played his records for me all the time. Wow. His stand up record, like yeah. genius, yeah, he's a genius. He is, yeah. and and then so there comes the question is like now that you know this about your hero can you still enjoy his comedy can oh you still that's enjoy a good question the cosby show i think a lot of people can't now but then like back to lauren lauren haven't dropped anything in years and years and years so um if you know, what robert did to her like if, if people hated what he was saying all that kind of stuff she still have a voice she's still lauren hill to Sorry where they can just call her and be like, well, she can call somebody and be like, look, I'm ready to get this off my chest. I, I want to write a book or I want to, um, you know, put an album out. She still have fans to where they support, but I think they need to hear her side of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they need to figure, she need to tell us why she's the way she is, like maybe a documentary or you just see what's going on. Cause a lot of, like with the whole Fuji scandal and all that kind of stuff, the situation like, I was mad at um, Wyclef for years. I'm thinking everything was him. Like, I'm like, Wyclef, why would you break up the Fugees? And all this? <laughs> but they were saying Lauren was hard to work with. But now I'm starting to see the other side. So, well, yeah. And like, that's one thing that I've been working on is empathy, which is yeah. like trying, you know, trying to understand where someone's coming from. Yeah. And absolutely. so like, so like for, for Miles Davis. Uh-huh. And the example, and this is how I just sort of deduced it in my mind. This this is a man who grew up in an America where he being black was not in his in his in the twenties, right? Yeah. It was right. it was way rougher then. Mm-hmm. And so you have this guy who has a lot pitted against him, um, this amazing talent. But everywhere he goes, and Miles Davis is not from a poor family or anything. His family uh-huh. was very wealthy, right? And um, you know to have that working against you and also being like this genius i 
I have the empathy and I can have kind of just 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 be able to see it, just the surface, because I know it's way deeper than that. Yeah. But to understand what, how someone could be like that, um, that's what I'm working on personally. Just being able to s- understand where people are coming from instead yeah. of seeing this like surface, like first response to like, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. my first response was like, oh, like God. Yeah. But then you got to like kind of understand where this person's yeah. coming from. And so, and I think if people just took the time to do that, there would probably be a lot less conflict in the world. But yeah. it starts with. And then like, one. you know, people from the outside looking in, they don't always understand why people are why they are yeah like a lot of people like didn't like michael jackson in the later years of prince because they thought like you know michael was messing with kids and right. he doing this and doing that but prince you know, is gay when or this is it that. came out like yeah. you respect them more seeing so much time and so much effort they put in the show mm-hmm. like i'm watching this is it was just like wow like right. michael jackson was always on the next level was. of everything and in like this is it was like a very it was a sad thing Mm -hmm. um it was a great way to kind of see this this artist in his last you know days of like creating but it was also sad because like you saw sort of that luster like the way he moved was very like you could tell he was he was on drugs and stuff and and you know and, and when you're saying you know Back in the day, I mean, not that long ago, there were people who didn't want to even say they're Michael Jackson fans because they didn't want to be associated with the idea that he might be, yeah, you know, messing All that with stuff, kid. Yeah. And you know, it's like no one's gonna know the truth, you know. Yeah, and, and, that's and, true. And, and like Michael Jackson's music is just so incredible that, yeah, that you it have transcended to his art. that. Yeah, you have to. And it's interesting. It's so good, do you, you know? think that Michael Jackson today could handle a scandal like he did back in like the '90s and stuff? I think the older you get, and like with more technology and play and things like you know stuff like that, it'd be like in the tabloids, and you know it'd go crazy. Yeah. But now you have TMZ, right. where they have a whole TV show and they <laughs> stalk you a and website follow you for and get yeah, websites. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the older you get, and the older you know, the later in our generation, like. It gets a little worse now. Like anything you do now is just to end your career. So, so, so I'm gonna go back to the question. Okay, can you separate uh, the man from his art and still be I think, like, I, I can still watch the Cosby Show and laugh, or I can still listen to whatever the you know whatever I can still listen to Michael Jackson even though there's these allegations. Yeah, I think I can still laugh at Louis C.K. because I think he's funny yeah. even though he has this horrible. I think thing. at the end of the day, your talent will speak for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like your gift and your talent. Like um, even with the way Bill Cosby is, like if the Cosby Show comes on TV, I'm not gonna turn it. I'm, <laughs> I might still, you know, like the episode the baby, like the. <laughs> episode when Rudy was singing and stuff like that like it's still great moments out yeah. of that thing so Michael Jackson huge influence like yeah. um I think everybody musical right now from Bruno Mars to Beyonce has a little bit of Michael Jackson gene in there's them. just no way you cannot yeah I mean just Chris Brown like Chris, come on yeah yeah no, so. I, and then so I mean like in a roundabout way so you you do you 
you were you were saying that you can look past the man and appreciate the art and it's like almost and, like and i'm man. not trying to pin you down on anything either yeah. because like and, and like because i love woody allen even though he like married his daughter you know yeah. like and he has <laughs> all these creepy. allegations yeah. about messing with kids too yeah i love his music uh, not his music actually he is a musician and oh, okay I know um that. but i love his movies and yeah. and i I yeah, mean, I, I you think you name um, it. I mean, like people still love Chris Brown, and but he really hurt that girl, you yeah. know. Like, I think it's how you finish, though, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I think Michael Jackson never really got the opportunity to to get his life back together. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Bill Cosby too. Like Bill did all these things. Like, but what I didn't like about Bill, he never. He, I think he confessed to it, but he never gave us a reason why. You know what I'm saying? He, I think it was a time where he was like, yeah, I mean, I did it. It was what we were doing back then. But right. it's no like, okay, I didn't know it was wrong. I seen people doing it like, or okay, I might have been sleeping with these girls. They might have been young, but we were at the Playboy Mansion. I thought everybody was 18. Yeah, you know, he never really gave a reason. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, but even if he did give a reason, would that be sufficient? It I doesn't mean, make it right, but it'll make it, you know, give his... I mean, the reason doesn't matter more than it is the, like, the fact that he did it. But, again, if you think about, like, trying to empathize with somebody, it's like, <clears throat> you touched on it. It's like, back in the day, like slipping someone a mickey that was it was a, like the norm that was yeah. normal that's what people did and like women were the victim of that and, yeah and and then here's the thing that that bothers me i hate to really talk about bill's situation but here's the thing that really made me think it's not so much the drug because like you said back in the day they were doing that but some of the women were underage and that mm. makes me think why were they there? Where were their parents? Yeah. If you're going to lock me up for sleeping with a 14, 15 year old and I don't know, yeah. or they're at this party where they shouldn't be, then your parents should go to jail too. Yeah, take them along with Bill. Yeah, you got to yeah. go, go too. So, <laughs> no, I that, mean, I, mean, I know they right. can't control everybody, but yeah, it's just like, how does that happen? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is abhorrent, but like, you know, yeah. I mean, you. I, trying to rationalize it and, and trying to empathize with with, yeah. I mean, with a monster can be fruitless but I mean you but, gotta try I mean look what he did for the world yeah now back to Michael Jackson okay his scandals all that kind of stuff was going out and all that kind of stuff but while he was going through that he was still making beautiful music but every October 31st or every time October come you hear Thriller and you think back to like this man was a genius Mm -hmm. and I heard a story I don't know if I was watching a documentary on him or if it was it was something where they were trying to sing um, I don't know they were recording something for Michael Jackson or I don't know if it was We Are The World they were doing something and Michael Jackson was out the country Mm -hmm. and they were like well Michael haven't heard the song yet we need to you know this is how involved he was. He haven't heard the song yet. He was out of the country somewhere. So they called him and they played the song over the phone to where he can listen. And he's listening to the song over the phone. And he said, okay, well, I like this part. Y'all should take this part out. And um, I guess like the alto singing on this song is a little flat. Da da da. And I'm like, you're not even there in the studio. And you can tell over the phone. You <laughs> through a receiver. Yeah. That speaker, yeah, that's like just this little crappy speaker yeah. that has no bass. So artists <laughs> like that, to me, they're like um, artists like that. They're uh, 
you might not you will never get another michael jackson yeah. and like aretha franklin back in her time when she was recording in the studio i read this in a magazine she used to have to do everything in one take so she would come to the studio she would know her music she plays it mm. you know sings it all that kind of stuff but she would practice the song maybe for like they said maybe 30 minutes she'd go record the song one take go home backgrounds come in they do their part all that kind of stuff and they said um oh man ray charles watching the movie like when he fired his band and had to sing all the backgrounds yeah. like you don't see that no more you know no. that's to me that's like that's like the um uh that's like the um miles not the milestone what i'm trying to say like the the gold standard yeah that's the, like the like the creativity that you don't see anymore because everything yeah. computerized now and everything is easier but that's to me is like real musicianship like real yeah. gifts real playing talent. a song yeah. from start to finish on beat yeah correctly because you came in you you know your stuff or you know your instrument well enough you can read it that well or yeah. whatever it is to come in lay it down and, and they said day. aretha was the one take queen so one even when technology queen. came out where you know you can do it or yeah. punch cut punch and all that kind of stuff like they said no she's still do it the same way and i'm like wow you know who else like, is like that too is uh cheryl crow really yeah yeah she's just she's like and she'll play like she'll play like the guitar and bass lines yeah most of the time wow. and, and that's and um she should start to finish no loops no cuts yeah. she's like i want to be a performance yeah i'm performing yeah I wish I wish I could say that um, I don't benefit greatly from those editing uh, technology yeah. and editing because I'm totally that person. Yeah. Me too. I, I'm just <laughs> Me like, too. stop. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to loop this. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I, Me cause too. I just get impatient too. Mm -hmm. When you're working on like a song uh, and you like, you know how like you'll have a spark of an idea and you'll be like, oh, okay, cool. That kind of is cool. But then it kind of like dwindles and you're just like, I guess that was nothing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, do you, um, do you tend to drop those kind of ideas completely or, or forget about them? Or do you kind of like file them away somewhere and bring them back or like, and that wasn't even the question I, I intended to ask. Oh, okay. But, uh, but it's just on how you write is like, I'm yeah. sort of trying to get an idea. Are you trying to get an idea how I write like music and all that? Yeah, yeah. Just like if you, if you had an idea that sort of just starts to dwindle, do you, do you work at it until you kind of get something out of it or will you just let it die? It's kind of like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like uh, Jay-Z. Yeah. Like how he records. Oh, or he just he, um, sort of goes. And you know, he doesn't write his lyrics. Right. He freestyles. But I've seen something where um, he sits in the studio and he listens to the beat for like about an hour. He like vibe to it and start, you know, um, you know, bobbing his head to it and like, you know, getting in his head what he wants to say. And then he goes in and record. That's another person that I don't think we'll ever get another Jay-Z either. Yeah. But um, it's kind of the same way with me. Like, I'll start out with the Metrodome, like you know thing 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 like whatever tempo and i first thing i kind of add is drums and then i kind of go off the vibe of like the drums so i kind of like you know loop like i said like loop it over and over and just listen to it and add stuff to it if i don't like it i erase it add something else mm -hmm. so it's like a long process but it's um it's pretty much magical when it all comes together yeah just like that that smooth beat kind of like i heard that and it was 
kind of like a Fuji's kind of, you know, it's like one of those real old school hip hop. I'm like a fan of all genres. So that what makes it easy too. Yeah. That what makes it easy to create because I'm not just stuck in a box. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I can play hip hop, but I'm not just going to give you only hip hop. That's why I sent that unconditional because yeah. I'm like, okay, these two songs, one sound old school hip hop. The other one sounds like Amigos kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. up to date, auto tune kind of thing. And then you have this one song that kind of took you on a whole different loop. Like yeah. this sounds like someone going skating. Like it's a happy song pretty yeah. much. So yeah, it's just basically this, you know. Have you, um, have you ever, uh, okay. So what is like, I'm a, a weakness in your playing. So like for me, I'm piano. Um, I have to work on my left hand a lot because yeah. it's not very strong. It's definitely not independent. It, like yeah. it's definitely uh, my two hands syncopation is terrible. So I, I should do it more. But I, I find myself running drills with my left hand, running scales, yeah, just sort of to get over this weakness. So like, is there a weakness in your playing um, that you've overcome in the past or that you're working on currently? Um, I had two weaknesses, and one I'm still trying to learn to get over now. First weakness, um, when you become a piano player, uh, you tend to play in all the keys. It's just easy to play in. So um, playing in church, and then, you know, you have keyboards where, you know, somebody's singing in A, natural, you can just transpose. You can play in C, but then, you know, play it in the key that they're singing. Right, right. So that transpose me, I had that, button. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I had to that. let that transpose button go. <laughs> and that, it took me a while. It took yeah. me a while, to be honest, to do all that. But now I play in our keys. And um, the other thing is, which I still struggle with now, because when I play at church, we don't have a bass player. Oh. So I play the key bass on my left hand, and then I play like chords. Mm -hmm. So now, every now and then, a bass player will come. Uh, his name Nate Maddox. One of the, he's a young cat that plays, and um, he'll uh, he'll come and sit in on a Sunday, or he'll come and play for us. And I have to learn. Okay, we have a bass player. I don't need that left hand anymore. I need to do more chords. So, yeah. I mean, I can still chord and run in my right hand. I can chord in both hands, but just trying to train my mind to say, okay, stop playing the bass notes. Just do chords now. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, because you get stuck in this pattern of, yeah. of always holding. But it's down the weird because I only do that at church. Because when I play in a cover band, we have a bass player, right. so I just do chords and yeah. like, you know, like melody stuff. But um, yeah, just at church, some reason because that's the only place I have to do, you know, both sometimes. So what are some mindset. of the ways you kind of like trick yourself into like getting out of that pattern? Just playing the same chords with both hands. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'll just be like, yeah. just doing this. Then. Yeah. <laughs> just go back to basics. And then sometimes I will try to chord in my left hand and freestyle in my right. Mm -hmm. And that kind of eliminate that too. Okay. Which is hard, but like it's something that you have to like, you know, kind of get used to doing. And yeah. Because it, it's, it's timing. It's a timing thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, and like I'm just now starting to be able to get that. Yeah. Like I said, for all that time I was in San Diego, I, I did get better as a musician. But like uh -huh. as I started focusing more on becoming a full-time musician, yeah. any of that 
any of that like shedding that you do when you have downtime yeah. as a musician yeah. was out the window because it's like okay now it's yeah. time to come up with thousands of dollars every month right <laughs> so like let's go hustle yeah. that's what i miss about us and feel like we used to shed a lot we could yeah. get together and, just... and i was actually gonna ask you after this like do you do you do you guys ever get together i mean i know phil yeah. doesn't really do it all that much but like do i you, mean Phil's you, busy you, now because you know he uh he works just like me you know mm-hmm. regular jobs and yeah working and on top of playing with church you get a, a busy a lot yeah but, no um, and i get it i get anytime it. he is free like i'll uh i'll come over to the church he's playing at or he'll come over to the church i'm playing at. we kind of like meet up and just you know just be shed, yeah, 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 jamming do you know? thing yeah shedding that you know like and, and i told phil man when i saw him, i was like as long as raymond too you know the drummer oh ray God, yeah. raymond and clifford yeah now uh, Ray, like he uh, he's trying to learn keys now. Yeah, I saw so, that. Yeah, because yeah, he came out to one of my gigs, my first, one of my first gigs here, being back in town with my wife. Okay. He showed up. He was like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's yeah. Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen you in like 15 years." Yeah. Um, yeah, he was telling me he's trying to be a pharmacist. Oh, he's going to be a pharmacist. Yeah. So, I'm like, wow. so like, yeah, he's Dr. one of those. Raymond, all right. Working, going to school. Yeah, no, married, I get it. Life family, is hard, yeah, and you got so. two, you got kids involved. Yeah. I mean, life happens, and that's just how it goes. Yeah, we're older now, you know. Responsibilities. Yeah. When we were younger, we didn't have the responsibilities. Yeah, we were more of free. Children. We were more just grab a box of pizza and hang out on. Yeah, night, so. just just do it. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh golly, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I've been just asking all my guests oh, this question cool. because we cover some good stuff. There's some good stuff. I think so too, man. <laughs> and and I, I appreciate you coming down oh, here, man, anytime. In, in, in this weird library basement meeting room <laughs> <laughs> that anytime. we're in. Right. Um, okay, so <clears throat> if you had to choose one quality uh, that made your life worthwhile, what would it be? And this could be like tangible, intangible. Mm. It can, it can be, an, it's just one quality that makes your life worth, uh, that would make your life worth living. Um, what would it be? One quality, like, give me an example. Yeah, sure, sure. So, okay. like, some people might say, like, since I said tangible, intangible, they might be like, my iPhone, because it's my life. Or, okay. if it, or like, intangible, like, I get real anxious or or no so like a good positive thing so like um so it's one well it doesn't have to be positive i'm already messing this up i'm sorry let me try <laughs> i see again. where you're going though so I like see where going. so like uh, so like a quality uh, so something that i couldn't live without myself is um just self-love yeah it's something that i want more of or or it's just a quality that uh, that um that i want in my life you know yeah. or it could be a quality that you have already in your life yeah. it's just something that sort of like you that makes life worth living okay and i say tangible and intangible but it's it doesn't i got matter. one it i got a good matter. one um okay, cool. uh i was just saying this uh the other day uh i play at a church and my the drummer his name is uh arthur bishop the third Mm-hmm. <laughs> his dad plays saxophone and he's pretty good and um he plays the drums at the church and he's younger he's still in high school and then uh the bass player that i mentioned earlier nate um he's young cat too and um with that being said my thing is i'm the oldest musician i'm only 30 but i'm the oldest musician that plays at the church so mm-hmm. teaching the young so because they're still developing their gifts and they're still coming up I get to teach them like what I know, teach them different things. But then 
like we were stating earlier, these musicians that's coming up that watches YouTube all day and mm -hmm. like can take over, it's like a balanced thing. So it's me teaching them and them teaching me at the same time yeah. because I can teach them some like older stuff and like stuff that we used to and the different ways of how to play and they can say okay well that's cool David but um we like putting this chord in instead of this chord or we're like going to this the bridge first instead of you know yeah. different like intros and all that so it's it's a balance like I, I like the fact that um I'm working with young people and it kind of keep me fresh because mm -hmm. They're up and coming, but I'm still in that balance to where, you know, I can still show them some stuff too. So Right yeah. on. So so then would you So teaching would teaching. be Teaching. Okay, so a tool answer. club. Um yeah. Okay, so so this is see i'm still working this question out because it's okay. like kind of a three-parter and it kind of is like okay. a, this is something that teaches you about yourself and us yeah. about ourselves so i don't know how this is going to work but we're going to march forth okay uh, so if you have teaching if you had teaching in your life um and more balanced teaching in your life uh how, what 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 would that allow you to do in life if, if you had more of that if I had more of it, um, I think just grow better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I believe as a musician, whenever you get to the point where you feel like, okay, I'm good enough to play anywhere. Like I don't need to learn anymore. That's where you lose the um, creativity, and like you you lose the passion. So um, having that balance to where I can teach people and and I can still learn. It's always a good thing because it is always going to make you grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it, 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 um, it's a, what it's a give and give or, um, give and get. I don't know how to say it, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like one of those get situations. In, yeah, 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 something like that. So, something like it's that. like you, you, you give and, and, and receive, or I don't know. There, but there's a balance to that. And, yeah. And that's so, okay. So, like, so you have this balance of teaching and you have, and it's allowing you to grow as yeah. a musician and as an individual because I do find that music as I grow musically I grow as an individual as well there's sort of a correlation in my life I've seen um, so you have that growth and you're able to teach and you're you're seeing the balance of the give and the push and the pull and yeah. uh, what what is the feeling that you would associate with that if you had that if you had more of that in your life what what is what 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 does that make you feel um if i had more of it what would it make me feel i, I guess if it, if it was like part of your life like in a major way like yeah um, um, more than it already is i suppose more than an artist uh it would make me feel um i feel like it's important um um it, it makes me feel excited um, it kind of makes you feel eager You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying Like growing up as a young musician I was one of those guys that was um, Oh what did, what kind of chord was that Like especially with growing up And listening to Phil <laughs> Phil always lie and say that I don't do this But Phil <laughs> He came from like a good gospel Mixture with good jazz too uh -huh. So it was like a lot of chords That he would play or I would hear him do something I'd just be like and it was vice versa. I'd do the same thing. And I'm like, yo, Phil, show me what you just did. And there's been a lot of times where he'd be like, Dave, what was that? Do that again. And his greatest things, chords. Phil can chord like crazy. Yeah. Like his chords just be a blessing. And then my thing is like lead. Like I can um, freestyle and all that kind of stuff. So 
putting it together makes it sound great and yeah. all that kind of stuff but being able to just like come to him and just say like okay what was that that was nice you know so it's it's it gets you eager kind of like i think it's definitely well needed to stay fresh mm. as a musician because if you don't have that you'll get bored with it yeah you know what i'm saying if you're not around music that excites you you're just gonna be like you know i love gospel music but you'll get tired of it if that's all you do yeah. you know what i'm saying easily if all you were was a um country musician is it'll make it only push you in that box like you won't you when you get to like an r&b set you'll get confused like i don't know what what to play here <laughs> you know so it's important yeah. versatility i guess yeah. I, it's a, another good one versatility so this is so this is a um so this is a uh, core value test and okay. it's basically kind of the the give an idea of what your core values is and okay. it seems like your core values is like like a eagerness to learn to yeah. growth and stuff like yeah. that um did you feel like stifled growing up musically or did you even feel stifled as like a kid in life with just learning um like musically yeah did you feel stifled um the good thing about me like um it was it was two ways um like in life what when i would get in trouble my punishment would be like at first i was the type of kid that loved sports love going outside all that kind of stuff but I was like one of those class clowns growing up, so I was always in trouble in school, and uh, I couldn't go outside, so I would be like, well, it's this piano sitting here in the dining room, so I'm gonna just go in here and, and just like bang on it and learn some stuff, so. And I like play out of emotion too, like I would get on the piano if I was mad at something, or if I was sad, and those kind of, you know, different emotions start coming out, like I start, music started sounding like I was mad or start sounding like I was sad but that's a good thing about it but um what was the other one I was about to say um growing up playing the piano um it's frustrating because um I didn't come from a background to where they would say like at a lot of Caucasian maybe I should say churches they do a lot of sight reading and all that kind of stuff so it's something that I had to learn but I didn't have that younger even though I had the gift I can play anything it would be times where they would say pretty much a song I never heard and say, um, well, here's the sheet music. Um, you know, we're going to do this and, you know, just follow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So something that I had to learn and I was frustrated and then not being able to play in every key. Mm. So I'm just curious. And yeah. I know I know you kind of we've both been kind of tiptoeing about it, but like you you said caucasian um just if you could just sort of like elaborate your thought on that what you're kind of like trying to say I've, i get what you're trying to say but i just wanted you to expand on it just in case people weren't oh okay um <laughs> understanding okay um well i know this is like using urban urban, uh, urban uh language but Dude, um, it's fine the difference between <laughs> I, black church and white church um and I played at both of them. Mm. You know, I, I grew up playing at both of them. And um, it's, it's difficult and it's different, but it's also a learning tool, too. Mm. So it's, it, it, it teaches you versatility. Um, and I hate to sound racist, but no, a lot of times... Come on, man. <laughs> in black churches, they play in a lot of black keys. Mm. Uh -huh. They don't really have, like, guitar players. So 
I mean, like lead guitars. They have bass players, but in black churches, you don't really, growing up, you didn't really have a lot of lead guitar players. So all of our songs were like the flats, E flat, uh, G flat, or A flat, stuff like that, B flat. Those were like the major keys that a lot of black songs would be in. And then when I would go to the white churches, they had guitar players, sometimes orchestras. So all their playing are in the white keys, like mm. the majors, like the, you know, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, you know, all the natural keys. Yeah. And um, coming out the black churches, I can only play in black keys because I'm like, it was what I was used to. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, coming to the white churches, it was hard because I'm like, okay, I don't know the chords to... You know, I don't know the major chords to A natural. Like, I don't know the the one, four, fives and, the, you know, first progressions and all that kind of stuff. So it was something that I had to, like, really sit down and learn. But um, another thing is, like we were saying earlier, black churches is more freestyle. And white churches, everything is pretty much like um scheduled you know what i'm saying it's more organized i should yes, say yeah yeah very black, rigid yeah black people <laughs> black people churches is organized too but white people church they have a countdown they start on time they give you the song <laughs> they play it verse second verse bridge ending you know outro they play everything like the record and all that kind of stuff where you know black people they you know we get up and we'll just be like you know, sometimes they're singing in a different key than the original or, you know, it's just, it's it's a lot, you know, going back and forth, but. No, it, and you know, it's funny because like, I mean, just because of the climate of today is like, wh- people don't want to even recognize that there are like differences between races. Yeah, like why definitely. There is, like there is yeah. definitely, like my Mexican ass family is uh-huh. not going to be like the <laughs> s- dinner time at my Mexican ass family's house uh-huh. is way different from dinner time at, at your wife's house. At, yeah. at, at my wife's house. Yeah. Or, or at, at my dad's side of the family. Cause my dad's white and, uh-huh. and my mom's a little Mexican. So like, okay. so yeah. like there, I, I, there is differences and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you and get I think, to see all that. You get to see all I the think differences. It, I think, I think that all of them should be celebrated because it's That's like, it, it's all, it's different. What's, what's wrong with the differences with it, Like that. I just never understand. Like, well, I understand why. I, I get yeah. why we kind of have to like tiptoe around things because we don't want to offend people. I'm not yeah. here to like make people mad, you know. Right. I, I want. I mostly want to inform people. Yeah. But but there there are just fundamental differences. It's yeah. just how it works. It's yeah. just how it is. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's fine. And we should celebrate that. Yeah. And we should learn from each other. And what definitely, do, you know, you everybody know? got different roots. And, you and, know and look and like and look at you learned from from the white church oh absolutely too you like you took what you saw there was like oh i can apply this here and that's how that's see and like black churches you learn how to play by ear you learn freedom you learn how to improvise all that kind of stuff but white people church you learn how to play with a band Mm. because i would throw a song off if i'm at a white church and i'm freestyling i have to play with them you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it it teaches you structure and discipline and those are important stuff and when you're a musician like it makes you that's why like if you came to organize chaos and you heard us play and you'll just be like oh man they can play anything Mm -hmm. it's like something that we had to learn you know you don't see a lot of black people playing journey (laughs) 
doing? That's why I was <laughs> like, you yes. Yeah, yeah you don't see a lot of black people, man. Because or uh, uh, Imagine Dragons, like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Did you guys? Do you guys play down? Um, because I'm trying to think if I saw you guys. I don't know. I don't think I did, but uh, I don't think it was you guys. But uh, do you guys play down in like Hensville, you know, in that open that, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, we played there in the summertime. In the summer? Yeah. Was it like later summer or? I believe so, but it was, um, it's another band that's called, um, can't think, uh, why well, I can't think of the name of this band? I, Distance I, Cousins. I, that might be it. And it's like know. a guy that has a big beard and he's a black guy. And, he um, plays guitar? No, they have the white guy that plays guitar. Oh, okay, and, no, um, that's ain't that. Well, they, well, they're almost black. Well, they're, it's a mixture of yeah. them, but um, their sound is is like ours. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they play different stuff and they play, um, I just heard them. I came to one of their shows recently, and they played the Rocky. I went crazy. Like I'm like, yeah. So um, they was doing. They've been a band for years and years, but they kind of like made the way for Organized Chaos because um, they were like the first band with like a black face that was getting into like casinos and like you know. These bars downtown, like cock and bull, cock and bull, which yeah, does not like, sound like a place where yeah. black people hang out in yeah. clusters, you know. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean, but it makes it beautiful because right, like now right. looking at our shows, you see a mixture of everybody. Exactly, fun. exactly, and that's yeah. what that does, and that's what learning from other cultures does, yeah. and that's what talking about it does. Yeah, you know, talking about it in a way that's respectful, right, and not sitting here like belittling, you know, talking down about it yeah. instead of just be like, you should be. I mean, you should just be open ear, open heart, and like just yeah. try to um, compassion. And I will remember, I, it's a band that's um, it's it's. I think they're from Cleveland. I don't know their name. This this band was a younger. They were younger cats. Uh, it, but it might have been this. It could have been this. Because okay. you're talking about, but I don't know. Because I, I know my wife was like, I want them to be my backing band. Yeah, <laughs> whoever it was. She. Was. You got to bring your wife out to hear us though. Baby. I want. I where. Uh, December 22nd we're at Andy's I'll give you the I've seen the information yeah, yeah. totally man I, I want to come see you guys because I like, think it's from 7 to 11 too so it ain't too late a lot of our shows been late but this wait, at the Yield Dirty Bird is that what you said no uh, it's called uh, Andy's Bar oh, it's Andy's off a of door oh okay like door I want to say door and Richards is it in a or? plaza yeah it's in a plaza oh I've, I've done a podcast there before yeah okay yeah. cool so yeah okay it's in I'm, that plaza I, I, if not that one I'm gonna come out the one yeah. of them because okay. it's like yeah, but, but um back to what I was saying um is these couple bands in Toledo that like inspire me that I heard um but this band I think they were in Cleveland I can't remember the name of them but uh, they were at Bar 145, and I just happened to come out there because we didn't have a gig, and I was just trying to hear somebody. It was this white band, but they were playing hardcore, like, <laughs> hip-hop. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were playing R&B and stuff, too, but it, they were playing stuff that you wouldn't see white people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of threw me off guard. I'm like, <laughs> this band is just crazy. They were playing songs like... TLC No Scrub and then oh, they nice. were playing like um they was playing like Nelly and like just like like hip hop hits and stuff yeah. and I'm just like oh my god this band is crazy <laughs> but like doing it well yeah yeah, yeah exactly so there's this band um that's incredible and because um they uh they're called the Paddlebots and they're out of Grand Ra- Grand Rapids Ohio and like it's like 
Okay, the singer is a black dude. The bass player. I think I've seen. The, I think I know what you're talking about. You might know. The bass player is this, uh, like, I think Japanese. I think I know you're talking about. And then, like, they have, like, a short little, like, I don't know what ethnicity he is, but you know he's some kind of, not, he's not white. Uh (laughs) And then they they had a couple horn players and a white drummer. And, like, so you had this great mixture, but they were playing, like, like, I mean, because, like, you can hear R&B influence or or gospel influence Mm -hmm. and, like, just on chord changes and how they change their chords and how they... They were incredible, like just like so good, and just like it's such an awesome, just yeah. They're just a huge like the they're not a huge band isn't popular, but they're a huge sound and just yeah. They they kill it. They kill it. They play they play like the Bell's Brewery. I guess that's like okay. I don't know. I guess that's like a good place to play around here. Is okay. Bell's? Have you ever heard of it? It's a brewery. Um, is it in Toledo or no? It's in Michigan. Michigan. Somewhere. Oh okay. I it's Bell's Beer. I don't Okay. Anyways, they're all Grand Rapids. They're amazing. Or man, no, Detroit. Oh my God, I'm so bad. Man, Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Detroit. I think uh, heard of you them. should definitely look them up. Uh, I mean, like uh, for bands. It's another band that I heard. Um, they a rock and roll band though. They're called. I think they're either called the Angola. I think they're called the Angola Boys. I can't remember. That might. But um, I had one of the girls that I work with um, her dad plays in the band and um, they had a show in Tiffin, Ohio and she was like man you should come to the show and I'm like Tiffin, I don't know and she was like no listen like you need to you know come to the show and you know my dad's pretty cool and it's this guy it's this whole band and like the guitar players have like the hair all the way like they so old school rock and roll and what I loved about them we were in Tiffin, Ohio in this bar and the bar is kind of packed because I guess they're really famous. They got a couple albums out and stuff like that. I've never heard of them. Yeah. It was like my first time seeing them. And from the first song to the last song, they had my attention. Like energy and all, yeah. like it was crazy. And they had the um, lead singer. He like he was like dressed like the Joker and had like the makeup all yeah. over his face and stuff. But they sound and the way they were playing, it was just like I've never, I was like, oh my God, this is like a real rock and roll show like it was crazy that's cool it was crazy i love pageantry i love theater i yeah. love that do you guys um i mean do you guys run into like rooms where people are indifferent or they're just not paying attention where they don't clap or does do you usually find that your band is usually from the time you start till the time you yeah leave? i mean it's funny because like um like we play at weddings and all that kind mm. of like quieter settings and stuff too but um well yeah that's what i'm saying like so like um like there's a gig uh ye old dirty bird have you guys ever played there you said dirty bird ye old dirty bird it's that's right across the street from uh cockamoo where yeah we yeah it's all in that uh, we heard of but we haven't played there so like but, um, it's like a dinner crowd with a family yeah, and okay. then sometimes like i mean because they want you to play quietly while people eat yeah um, now so we can play that way, like right, we've, uh, but like we did but, trios, but like, like to the point where like no one even is, pays attention when you're done with the song. It's like no one's even clapping, like everybody's just in the middle of conversation. Yeah. Um, so like in a situation like that, I mean, have you ever found your band where you where you're playing to like almost a dinner crowd, or you had to kind of keep it down? Do you find that people are still engaged with you guys, or do you? do you still find crowds that are kind of indifferent to be honest since i've been playing with the men was since we've been together which has been like almost like two years Mm. or like probably a little over two years um 
Like we we've had sets where we did trios where it would only be like three of us, mm. like two musicians and a singer. And um, I think what makes us different is um, our singers brings a lot of energy. Mm. And like the girls, like all the musicians is guys. The singers are two girls. So when they sing, see the girl singing, and she's dancing and like, you know, when they're, when they're doing their thing, it, we catches people's attention. Mm. So whether we're playing loud or quiet, people will, will catch their attention. They'll just be like, okay. And then the, the selection. That's mm. the most important. Yeah. Song selection is the most important key. Yeah. Because if, I don't care where you're at, when you hear Journey, you're going <laughs> to sing it. Yeah, you're, you're in it. Yeah, you're, you're going to sing it. Or if you hear um, I Want You Back, yeah. you know, or Rock With You, um, man, we do a lot of... I'm just interested. I'm just curious because I just feel like I just feel like that that there's I don't know like there's there's a way that no matter what the room is if it's a dead room some people call rooms dead that like there's a way to get life out of that room yeah. no matter what that's true and like you're saying it's like well we have two girls who have a lot of energy yeah um, two girls who have a lot of energy who carry themselves, you know, and confidently and yeah, out there and it's just yeah. like boom, you know, and they're yeah. and they're hooked. Yeah. I just I, I I mean the band I play with, we do like we'll do like seventies music, so uh -huh. a lot of times people like seventies rock and roll, like okay. the band or like yeah. uh, the Beatles, Beatles or yeah. something. But then we do like eighties stuff, so we'll do like Billy Jean or we'll do uh -huh. David Bowie or and stuff like that and then we'll do like the meters and al green and yeah. stevie wonder too so we got okay. like different variety lots of different yeah. reggae bob marley we'll do bob marley yeah. and stuff so, so it, it, we got a lot of variety but it's like i mean sometimes you just find yourself in these rooms where it's just like you're not getting any energy back and you can yeah. put it out there i just i just never i mean i guess it's just it takes a certain kind of person to be able or a certain kind of energy yeah. to kind of capture That's that what, true. what do you think that is i mean what do you think it is that like turns um, a crowd off and on like that um, i know that's a weird well, and hard from question. playing for a while i think what it is it could be song selection and also it could be the energy of the singer you know yeah. what i'm saying like um and then the energy of the crowd too Honestly, I love, I hate to say this, the best gigs that we have, we go to this casino in Michigan City, um, in Indiana. Mm. And um, one of, it's one of our best gigs because it's hilarious because one of the best gigs we have is when we have that party crowd and they're like been drinking and it's like yeah. drunk. Drunk people gonna have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. But if you're in a setting where, um, you know, the crowd's not vibing to you, it makes it difficult. I mean, I've seen it happen a yeah, couple but like, times. But you, but, you, but you see it turn around. I think it turned around because we have the confidence to where no matter who's watching us, we're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to like get up there and be like goofing off and mm -hmm. clowning. And um, uh, like, like I said, like song selection too, like it's hard to sit down in a crowd like it's hard to sit down at a dinner and hear uptown funk and the band is just killing it yeah it makes you want to like tap your feet like they start with like just clapping and getting into it then they start tapping and then what happened is gradually one or two people will get up and they dance once that happened 
It's Don't like worry. here comes a whole room yeah. like that, and that's how it happens. Like at the bar downtown, we see it all the time. Yeah. Like, like the first couple songs, like it's kind of dry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. towards the end of the night, yeah. like Cock and Bull was last Saturday. Towards the end of the night, it's like okay, you barely can get off stage because you like yeah. have to like walk in a crazy crowd, and then like they treat our singers sometimes like they're celebrities. Like we have people jump on stage. Like it's crazy. Have people just like trying to buy drinks and like yeah. it's just yeah it's, it gets real crazy but I think it's that confidence thing yeah. it would be the best answer like if you just having fun they can't do nothing but have fun right like, yeah no because you I think you're right too because I think I think confidence has a lot to do with yeah. it because if you're just up there and like I'm not trying to say anything bad about my band that yeah. I play with it's like we're all talented musicians and yeah. like confident we do have fun we do go up there and we are joking and having fun yeah. but like but are y'all more musicians than entertainers I think that's the case that might be too and like so like there there's the other half of it right it's like are you an entertainer are you entertaining to watch or to listen to and that's what we had to learn mm. because at the beginning like I said, our first thing that we did when we first got together, we did a band competition. Mm. And it was at Bar 145, and we lost. And it was kind of shocking to us because we was like, how did we lose? Like, we sound good. Yeah, like, we yeah. sounded great. Like, people was into it. They were dancing. They would, they would come, and they, they used to put us first. And what would happen was uh, they'll hear us, and we'll sound good. And then when the next band came up, it was like, okay, it's time to go. Like, people would leave. Yeah. Like but what I found out was even though we sound good and we move the crowd it was I think and believe it's because it was crowd participation too mm -hmm. which brings another key like that's something that our singers had to learn like um, it's a lot of times that's what separates just playing and performing because even though we sound good and we were up there looking good we didn't really have like you know crowd participation to where like you know, some of our singers sometimes, if they're singing, they'll put the mic down and let somebody else in the crowd sing the song. Yeah. Or sometimes people jump on stage and dance with us. Like, it's just like different things that that we do now that we didn't do. But it makes it it makes us look more like entertainers than yeah. it is. Like our guitar players, they uh they come up and take solos and just just a little different. Yeah, yeah. Different you step forward you, and you put yeah. energy, you you know yeah. you show it like yeah. And then it. another thing that we have that I don't know if y'all have, we have like stage lights that we bring and then oh, um, nice. we have the smoke machine. Oh yeah, the smoke machine. So when people see that smoke comes up in the air, they go crazy. <laughs> they just think they they think they're at Stranahan, but they can be at the. <laughs> The smallest bar, but it feels like hey, we're somewhere man. big. But, that, yeah. but that's the whole thing about entertainment is like you're taking somebody out of their space and taking them somewhere else. Like yeah. they just worked all week. Yeah. And they had a tough week and like maybe their husband gave them a hard time this yeah. morning. Their kids were just yapping all day. Right. And they come to that bar. They need to unwind and they want to be somewhere else. They want to be transported yeah. somewhere else. And that's what's so great about art in general is like, yeah. it's like you moving people. And then we're starting to build a fan base to where like some people be coming that's like regulars that we'll yeah. see them all the time. Familiar and it was um, Port Clinton, I think we were in. It was, oh, it's nice. like some people that we played up there one time and um, we have a website, organizedchaos.com. And I'll the chaos is KOS.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, uh, they go on the website and go to shows and see where we're playing and they'll pop up. So yeah. like it was a couple of times like 
these people from Port Clinton, they come all the way from Port Clinton. They come here, see where we're playing, and just like come and have a good time. So that's awesome. And we only played there one time, and it was just like, it's like that. I think what you have to have is like, and I, it's some people that just has it, and some people that don't. Like, um, I've never been to a Beyonce concert, but from what I see, mm. she puts on a show. Right. And just like we were discussing, Michael Jackson was one of those. He was into everything. Like, I remember watching This Is It, and he was saying, can you put a different sound on the keyboard? Like, Mm -hmm. I want the different, like, details. Yeah. Details is everything. Or how he addressed the guitars and how he was, like, giving the right guitar line to the guitarist who should have already known. You don't see a lot of artists do that. Singers especially. Yeah. And he's not a musician. I don't know about that. I don't think what well, his dad is, but I don't well, no, think he well, plays. You're saying instrumental. instrumentalist, right? Yeah, he's he not doesn't play piano yeah. or anything. Yeah. But some not to be an really offended by that. Yeah, not to be an instrumentalist and be that gifted, right? See, and they would ask me like, "Who do I think better, Prince or Michael Jackson?" And I'm like a huge Prince fan because his music was always to me like before his time, and yeah. it was crazy. But and then like you know, Prince played almost every instrument. Everything. And then you have Michael Jackson that don't really play an instrument, but can tell you like, oh, she missed a step. Mm-hmm. Like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's have you heard of. any of those uh, acapella demos? From Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. You should. I've you- heard, um, I think I heard, um, what's the, uh, uh, Butterflies. Butterflies. But I haven't heard like. He does, I them. think he does Billie Jean. He does so I'm have like, to look at it on like something, YouTube. Or yeah, something. it's yeah. on YouTube. If you just put Michael Jackson acapella, yeah. Uh, so Michael Jackson would demo songs out all acapella uh-huh. and record it, record the parts, and be like, "Okay, here they are. Go do that." And so, like, I don't, I can't remember if it was Billie Jean or what it is, but just, just put in YouTube Michael Jackson acapella, and it'll pop up, and you literally hear the entire song acapella, just his voice, and he's doing the drum. <laughs> Really? So yeah, he's, he's going boo doo 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 doo. Wow! And he did did. So he's singing how he wanted to sing. He's sound. singing all the parts vocally, and then see now now it's neck and neck. See, I was right. Prince. I was Prince you know a little what? bit over. The but thing now about Prince, I love Prince too, and you know, I I have that musician respect, that instrumentalist respect yeah. for Prince because he is like this multi instrumentalist who yeah. was just murdered like everything he did. But the thing about Prince is he has like this endless catalog and there's a lot of Prince songs I just don't I can't get behind yeah. I just I'm like this is not a, this is not yeah. what I, I want to like he still have stuff that ain't even been released right yet, so. they have vaults of it or whatever yeah. and I just feel like the the uh, the amount of music that Prince put out and has available compared to what Michael has I feel like Michael's body of work is more palatable or listenable to me yeah. than Prince. Yeah, Prince is a little different. But, but I, I but I respect Prince in just in, in a different. I respect way. the worth ethic because I were, yeah. I heard that Prince was like back in the day was like recording every single day. Yeah, like well, even job. if he was on tour, yeah, he'd go do a show. Like before he do the show, he did maybe one or two songs, and then like that's to me, <laughs> it's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's... But it's that, inspiring, though. It though. is inspiring. inspiring. And, but here's the other thing. That guy was creating because he... It wasn't because, like, he... It was just something he had to do, yeah. right? It was a compulsion. It, it was a sickness, yeah. a positive sickness, right? Yeah. But it was, like, something that, was, that he had to do. It was like, 
okay, I just did a show. Um, I'm just gonna go record because that's what I'm gonna like. It just in him, like writers gotta write, yeah. you know, like painters but gotta paint. I think I'm the same way because, like, um, if I'm on vacation or or something to where like I haven't touched a keyboard or an instrument in like a couple of days or like a week, mm-hmm. I just be like, my mind just start you get anxious. Up. Yeah, like, yeah. like okay, you get twitchy. Yeah. I get twitchy. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> it's like, crazy. And it's like, I and it's it's good that. The way that I've structured my it's life. It's like a drug. It's now it is. No, no, it drug. totally is. It, yeah. it, it's totally. Um, there's this uh, writer. His name is Charles Bukowski. He was, he was kind of part of the beat generation. So, like, yeah. um, um, with Jack Kerouac or. Anyways, Bukowski, he wrote that um, that writing for him was, was a disease. It was something that he just could not do. He couldn't live his life without it yeah it's just like something he had to do and it's like this like this i mean like i hate to call it a disease or a sickness yeah. but that's what it is i yeah. mean like it's something that you have to keep doing over and over right. and over again except this isn't like you know destructive you know it's like just like, like quincy like we said decades yeah of music decades like of being addicted to just creating yeah and it's like he could have easily just been addicted to heroin or yeah. you know addicted to chasing girls or yeah. or whatever it is you know or he like, could have easily stopped after michael jackson or, you know he could have <laughs> done that was like the biggest thing you know what i'm saying but then he did movies and yeah, he man. went to paris and learned and fresh like, prince of bel-air yeah, like, <laughs> That's you know what blew my mind about that whole thing what song was it? it was that popular song that he was known for i think was it ring my bell ring my bell i think that was in the movie where he dated the lady that song my be- and they came out and uh that's not Anita Baker what am I no, that's not Anita <laughs> that's not Anita Baker but I think that I was a song I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a song and I'm like that's like one of the biggest songs ever yeah and I never knew that he wrote it well yeah like, and that was the it. cool thing about that documentary is that you saw like the actual because like you knew he was involved in like these huge moments in musical history but yeah. then when they like show you like here's yeah. everything he did and like that's the not behind even, the scenes stuff yeah, yeah like, oh, like oh wow. my god he was a part of that and yeah. this and that and you just one man yeah like frank that. sinatra and all that kind frank, of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah frank sinatra who's crazy another master at he does man this is crazy okay so we're getting towards the end here and uh, this is i I always ask another question i like to always ask is um um i don't know i just feel like it's a nice question to end with so i just do it all right is when do you feel most loved when do i feel most loved um man that's a good um holidays holidays yeah like you know being around family, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's crazy because, you know, the older you get, like, the more people you kind of lose. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people get older and all that kind of stuff. But just being around family and, you know, seeing your wife and your kids and, you know, everybody growing up and they people start, start their own families and stuff. Yeah. So just, you know, holidays. And I know, like, Christmas is coming up soon and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's the perfect answer. I think yeah. so too, man. Yeah. I don't think I. I think it's. It, I think that's one of those questions that would be hard to answer wrong, unless yeah. it was like, when do I feel most loved? When I get a thousand likes on my Facebook. Yeah. But but that works too. I Holidays. Mean, there's, there's also. No, oh please. Like legacy, like you were saying, how your son is developing the ear, mm-hmm. and sometimes my my kids, they are, um, like if I'm playing at church, they'll come up and 
they'll sit on my lap and this just it makes me feel like I did the same thing with my grandmother yeah. so it's like seeing your legacy too yeah, it's like this it makes tradition you, yeah. from the past yeah. continuing to the you future you can see that yeah you can of, see like it this you know. thing like my dad me and my dad used to go digging through uh, crates like looking for records as oh, a okay. kid and that's still something that I like anytime like if I'm touring somewhere like mm-hmm. I will just go out of my way pay a $20 Uber ride just to go to a record store just to dig through yeah. vinyl in a city that I've never been into and um I mean, I mean, and now like me and my son are starting to dig through vinyl yeah. and like, okay. I mean, it's just this weird tradition that me and my dad, I mean, that's not weird, but like, you know, it was just something that me and him had because yeah. I totally owe my like musical taste to my father who okay. was just like showed me everything, you know, yeah. like it's classical music, like jazz swing, you know, yeah. like rock and roll, like See? Yeah, uh, that R&B, versatility is you know everything. what I mean? Like yeah. Motown, you know, anything anything that is influences my life now is can be attributed to what my dad showed me as a kid just digging through crates you know learning history well, David, thank you so much for man, no coming problem. down here in this cold ass basement. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun, though. Is I had fun, fun too, man. Yeah. Um, so, if you could repeat your website for people if they want to hire you for a wedding or anything. Oh, okay. Um, well, the the cover band. Um, and, and and any anything you want to promote. Anything right I now, promote. you can. This is this is your time to shine. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the first thing. Uh, the album that we mentioned earlier that I'm on, uh, I think it's on Apple Music and um, iTunes and Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your music. Uh, the man uh, name is, uh, he go by the name of Shannon, but on his album it's called Shandig. And the name of the album is Levels 3, The Shift. And I did uh, two songs on that album. But it's a good album. It's like a positive message and all that kind of stuff. And also, um, my band that I play in, um, Organized Chaos. Well, I shouldn't say my band, but the band that I play in is called Organized Chaos. And you can follow us on Facebook and all that good stuff. But um, we have a website, and it's called OrganizedChaos.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-D-K-O-S.com. And Mike said he was going to post, you know, the I'll put, link I'll put and all it in the show stuff. notes so you can just click right on it. I'll put, yeah. I'll put, um, I'll put Shannon's, I'll put a link to his like Spotify okay. album and stuff in the yeah. show notes so people. I know can it's on it. Apple Music, but um, yeah, yeah I'll, wherever I can like put it, I'll make sure that he's credited and he has a link and everything. Yeah, and um, the Stevie Wonder. Hopefully, a lot of people. I think they're only charging like. Tickets is only ten dollars. Yeah, that sounds like. But a good you night. don't want to miss this. Um, I'm gonna send you the flyer thing for it. But um, it's gonna be in February, Saturday, February 23rd. It's gonna be at Charlotte's Hall, 531. Well, 5319 Bancroft Street. It's right there, like Bancroft and Reynolds. But um, it's like a little hall that's over there now. Uh-huh. And um, I can't wait for that. Stevie Wonder. I'm such a fan. Even if I'm not playing, I'm gonna definitely be there. But hopefully. I play on a couple of songs. It's like, no matter what, like just that opening of of songs in the key of life. Oh yeah, just the opening yeah. of that always that like album. brings me like makes me so emotional. Yeah, like I tear up every since. It's I, just beautiful. It's just like Stevie was just. Oh beautiful. my god! Like I just. <laughs> It's just like it's just you got. I almost feel like I gotta sit down to listen to it because I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. 
Well, but, David, thank you so much, my oh, man. man. Thanks for having me, I man. I appreciate this is it. A great time, man. Yeah. We, we definitely got to get back up together and do I'm some down, stuff, man. too. I'm so. down. Just let me know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> this Good is where thing, I'm at. So. Yeah. All right, man. Peace. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you, David, for coming on the show, meeting me in that weird basement at the library. It was cold and uh, very echoey, but it sounded pretty decent on the mic. So anyways, go to wespeakenglishgood.net. Check out the not so barren wasteland that is the wespeakenglishgood.net website. I don't know. Anyways, uh, write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Be on the lookout for Raina Mystique's new album, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com is the name of the website. Go check it out. Stay up to date. Um, And anyways, that's it. Uh, Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. See you next week.